Hello, I'm Scott Sockman. And I'm Eben Novi Williams. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we, I tried to do it as best as Barr, like we, I know I don't sound to the entire audience, I sound nothing like Barr, he's the best, sounds great, we know it, unfortunately Michael is not here today, uh, we miss you Michael, but today we begin with Eben, the NCAA on trial really could have a material impact on the business of college sports. Yeah, it's funny. One week after the end of the uh, antitrust lawsuit against the NCAA out in California, uh, come back East Coast in New York, uh, the start of the FBI, the federal investigation and the charges into bribery and college basketball. Uh, Jim Gatto, the Adidas executive, two others, including one of whom was an Adidas consultant. Uh, their trials start today in New York. This was a huge deal last October, um, and then we didn't hear, yeah, that, sort of fizzled, didn't hear right? that much yeah. about it. Um, it's kind of hard to argue that in the wake of, of everything the FBI revealed, which was essentially rampant bribery in terms of middlemen and shoe executives and colleges paying for talent to come to their schools, uh, uh, not uh, much has changed. Not yawning. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't think there's been a material change on college basketball quite yet. Uh, however... Uh, th- this is going to be an interesting trial. From what I understand, one of the arguments that 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 Gatto's lawyer is going to put forward is that it's hard to cha- to to charge him with something that everybody is doing. You know that that he is not an outlier breaking the system. He is just one piece. So if of I'm what is speeding down the highway system. at 100 miles an hour, I get pulled over with radar doing 100. I don't think I can go before the judge and say but I was only doing the same speed as everybody else. Sure, but if, if you're on a highway and the speed limit is, is 25 and everyone's doing 60, you you would have an argument to say, listen, the the, the, the speed limit is insane, right? Like, it is it is stupid to- You still get to, a ticket. I mean, yes. You might. Yeah, sure. I, I'm not saying it's the best legal <laughs> argument, and I don't think either of us are experts enough to understand exactly Paging how- Mike McCann. Uh, how, exactly how well that works, but- um, it does seem as though in the trial, you know, the schools are presented as victims. And my guess is that at some point along the line, uh, one of these defense attorneys is going to say, look, it, it's insane to, to think that, you know, the University of Kansas or, or Louisville is a victim here when they are the ones benefiting from these guys coming onto campus and may, in fact, being the ones pulling the strings in the first place. But is there outsized influence from Nike, from UA, from Reebok, you, you name it, in the, within the athletic department, which we know has tremendous sway and influence within the university. Totally, yeah. Depending on the, the, the shoe sponsor and depending on the school, yeah, there are, there are places where, I mean, Adidas and Louisville are a perfect example. You know, they were joined at the hip. Louisville was, I mean, for, for a while and probably will continue to be kind of the, the main uh, the main staple of, of Adidas's sponsorship. You know, a lot of the stuff that Adidas was rolling out, they were trying first on the Louisville campus. You know, they have a they, they had a student center there, you know, working on innovation. You know, relationships like that. And, and that one specifically is at the heart here. And, and if you think about the fallout of what happened back in October, uh, Rick Pitino is really the only coach to my head coach to my so knowledge far, who, yeah. who's come come down as a result of this um mark jurich the athletic director at louisville also lost his job um that's kind of the place where it's been it's been felt the biggest impact outside of that not much has happened yet well speaking of the aggrieved one J.R. smith he feels picked on <laughs> poor J. poor J.R. smith is feeling picked on Ooh, poor J.R. smith you don't you don't hear that very often well that's i'm saying this is this would be his take on what's happening if you saw his tweet 
you know, oh, they don't pick on anybody else but me. Only I would have to face this. And it's he's got a tattoo mm. with the Supreme logo on his leg, yep. the clothing company. And it's pretty straightforward in the collective bargaining agreement, which means a deal signed between your union, JR, and the NBA, that you can't do that. And yet, Mr. Smith is unhappy. Am I am I correct in 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 remembering? Didn't Stefan Marbury put the the logo of his shoes on his head as a remember. as a tattoo? I don't remember. I, I do remember. He, he certainly if he did, he certainly didn't have to. Cover my it up. favorite one ever, years ago, and man, I'm dating myself. Richard Hamilton of the Detroit Pistons got his hair done in the tire tread of a of a Goodyear tire. That was the promotion. And I think they even won some awards with it. That's but smart. That was that's not pretty, in the CBA. I bet that, no, I mean, that's okay because it doesn't say Goodyear, but everybody was talking about it. And, of course, Goodyear got mentioned because Rip came out with, like, the tire tracks in his head. So maybe they need to be a little bit more creative in the J.R. Smith camp. So I'm looking here at photos of Steph Marbury in, in a Knicks jersey with the that's that star the logo on his head. So at least at some point in the past, players have been allowed to take the court with a tattoo that was a that was a logo of some sort. Well, this was in his hair or a tattoo? No, it's a tattoo. It's on his. It's really? on the, the side of his temple. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure how you cover that up, but maybe you can wear your Beats by Dre <laughs> over you know in a different spot. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that this is not the NBA picking on J.R. Smith. Right. I think this is a a business decision protecting the the, the, the companies that pay a lot of money. Uh, to, to be associated with your sport. Supreme would know this. So do you think the play here is that we're all talking about it now? Because if you if you watch J.R. Smith in a basketball game, one, you don't see his calf a whole heck of a lot. And I'm, like you want the TV cameras more than you want the in arena. Two, the guy's covered in tattoos. So it's not even like this thing stands out. It's the only one he's got. I'm not sure of the ROI... Of, in, of the tattoo in the first place. Yeah, well, Supreme, two things. One, Supreme does interesting, weird marketing things. When, when they took over the cover, of, was it the New York Post or the Daily yeah. News? Yeah, wrapped it in Supreme. Yeah, yeah. suddenly they were they were reselling on eBay for, for a lot more than people paid for them. And you, you told me about the Metro The Metro card was another one, yeah. Supreme, I Well, people don't in, know the Metro card is the subway card in, in Manhattan. In a deal with the MTA, which runs the, the subway here in New York, uh, Supreme put, their logo on it was their red and white cards and, and one out of I don't know what the number was but maybe one out of a hundred cards that came out of the machine were our Supreme Metro cards and I saw that morning people lining up at each machine you know there were lines twenty that could people be a regular long, morning here and people were buying like ten at a time <laughs> buying ten at a time just hoping that when it came out it was it was one of the Supreme ones uh, so they're clearly they do interesting and in, in guerrilla type marketing uh do we know if they pay did they pay jr smith to, to put this on his body or did he i, I just don't do know it? i mean i'm assuming they paid him to do this or gave I, him I'm some clothing sure and maybe just a merchandise <laughs> deal i don't know yeah I, I would love to know the uh the 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 history behind the tattoo uh but jr smith is a is yeah, a tweet directly to at novi williams underscore novi williams for other basketball players that are roughly his skill level uh, he gets a lot of attention um so you know maybe he's the right type it, of person is it the to the attention push you want like forgetting the time on the like that's not is there bad attention in this in this regard in, in, I mean, spo I, in sports there might be bad attention i can't imagine anyone is thinks less of supreme because jr smith put their logo right. on his well you know who else is getting attention and wants attention earl thomas mm Sad. Off. Off. But this is like the this is the Sad. business of football. This is the business behind it all. Every time fans are like lamenting a player, 
bleepity bleep bleep get on the field yeah remember i mean we've had a few people in this country label them spoiled mm -hmm. millionaire the whole thing case in point earl thomas yeah i mean he's arguing for a, a long-term contract he's in the final year of his deal uh he has been uh very careful about trying to preserve his health you know he, he skipped a lot of the the seahawks uh preseason stuff He's been skipping practices, I Could believe. Could you not as argue well. that in football, that's the way to go? Like, keep yourself, forget, forget hitting in practices, forget preseason for sure. Save it for the games, buddy. Yeah, like, that's I mean, when it was counts. It, was it Todd Gurley, the Rams running yeah. back, who skipped all the preseason yeah. stuff? And yeah. I think the journalist asked him, like, yeah. what, what, you missed all the preseason. What does that mean to the you? College he was players like, skipping I'm the luckiest their, man alive. Yeah, the college <laughs> players skipping their bowl games, yeah. probably getting smart. I mean, why, if you're a star college player about to go for the draft, would you play in a bowl game? Yeah, and we've talked about Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell yeah. on this show before, you know, who's taking the extreme version of this, which is like, I'm not going to play in my contract year. Yeah, he's I'm, lost I'm, like three million bucks already. At least. And, yeah. and there's a good chance that he doesn't see a field until week 10 at the earliest you know which is the the last he can come back while still getting credit for this season um but you know earl thomas was doing a lot of the the smart things except he played in games and unfortunately it looks like he broke his leg uh yesterday um and as he's so, this, this is what caught my attention yeah. as he's being carted off the field <laughs> it appears that he gives the middle finger what to the entire sideline of his team? Yeah, I, the the two. I mean, the two easy explanations I can think of. One is that it's a it's a it's a flipping the bird to management, or two as we maybe saw, just the game, the whole game. As we saw with Le'Veon Bell, also you know, and this surprised me when it happened a few weeks ago with the Steelers. There were players that were pretty outspoken that that he was being selfish. You know right. that he was you know putting himself before the team, etc. There's a chance that. Earl Thomas has also gotten that from players, you know, who who think that he's he's not acting in in the best interest of the team, and that middle finger could very well have been aimed at those people who were you know criticizing him for doing what was best for his body. Uh, when the truth, you know, you, you take one hit the wrong way, you step the wrong way, and suddenly you know you're out for the year, yeah. and that will have a material material impact on his free agent contract at the end of the year. Maybe before you criticize there, but for the grace of the football gods, go I, you know, off the field, done for the year. Yeah, and it's funny. It's part of a larger thing that that we've discussed before as well. That I feel as though more so than other sports, NFL players don't seem to to work in unison as well as maybe they should, you know, and, and this is another perfect example of a guy who's, you know, understands his career is short. He's at the, in the middle or already at the tail end of his career. He probably has one big deal left. Right. You know, he's still playing on, on Sundays. He's just, you know, he's there ta ta taking some practices well, off. Well, let us bring in one of our favorite books, and we share this, Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Oh, love it, yeah. Where, I mean, yes, there is the just the straight up high ground and all that, but one of the messages in Sun Tzu is if you're the general, if you want to be the leader, you cannot enjoy an amenity that the troops <laughs> do not enjoy. So, for instance, if there's Sports a terrible pounding <laughs> rainstorm and you're the leader, you better not have a tent while everybody else is getting wet. And maybe they think here, Earl Thomas wants a tent. Yeah, it will be interesting to think about what the, I mean, because Le'Veon Bell and now Earl Thomas, both of these have become big stories you know there's something that every nfl player is aware of i do wonder if we may be entering this age where players may be doing more of what Le'Veon bell is doing you know we're, we're certainly seeing more college players as you said skipping their final you know bowl game because you know if you're an nfl prospect it's probably pointless and, and worthless from a financial standpoint to, to play in that game um yeah the the, the there's going to be a lot in the next cba negotiation for the nfl tied to this kind of stuff the franchise tag will get a hefty look 
the ability for teams to continue to hold on to players uh, without giving them long-term deals. That is something that I imagine D. Smith and the NFLPA will be focusing on heavily. Let's finish up later in the week. Our guest is uh, Derek Schiller, president of the Braves. Mm-hmm. A little baseball. Two, two games today in baseball. Never happened before because they're tiebreakers. Are you excited? Are you going to watch it? I'm excited, yeah. Was there it's kind a, of fun, right? Can, can you think of a better major rule change that a sport has done in the past 10 years than baseball going to the to the double wild card model right i mean it has made the final two weeks of the season much more exciting for a, a number more teams you know the, the first year they did it we had that amazing kind of tick tock down final that final couple, day final was unbelievable final was hour wild. yeah that was, was unbelievable was wild and now you know and and this is you know divisional card division winners and, and wild card but we have two playoff games before we even get to the to the other wild card playoff games right. i mean and I it's think not this like you're great. out you if you win you go to the division series if lose again you got to play a wild sure game. but that's a that's great that, that's that's a big incentive oh right? no, you want to win this this is, you're this definitely going to want to win the game. critical critical game to win for both those teams but yeah no i think this is great it's great for baseball it's uh it's good for espn which i think is carrying both those games uh on monday during the day and then monday night they get the they get the monday night football game obviously um but yeah no i think baseball's done a great job you know, making opening the postseason and opening options like this, uh, making them more likely heading down into September. Aaron Judge still selling a lot of stuff, by the way, even though he missed a big chunk Amazing. of the season. Yeah, does that surprise you? No, doesn't surprise me. Roofing guy, yeah. like man, he just he hits it high, he hits it hard. <laughs> just plays in he's New York. Good, he's, he's got a good, a good nickname. Team. He's marketable. <laughs> yeah, kids he's, like kids like the Judge. He's in the ESPN commercials. What? All right. Well, anyway, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scott Soshnick, along with Eben Novi Williams. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Derek Schiller, president of the Atlanta Braves. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and whatever platform you procure your podcast. 